This episode of the Close to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus. I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a union worker, I'm a professional wrestler, I'm a promoter. This is my show. And on here we are going to tackle a number of different topics. Pulse to the Heart Podcast. We could be talking about sports, we could be talking about pop culture, we could be talking about professional wrestling. But above all else, we are going to talk about how we can go through life to make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. Welcome to the Close to the Heart Podcast. Welcome to my show. This is the Close to the Heart Podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. Everybody, welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm, and we certainly appreciate you tuning in this week, uh, and with me on this journey that we are going to embark on, that I am sure is going to leave something of a lasting impression by the time you are done with this episode, uh, Nikki Felsoni is is back with us this week. Nikki, it's good to see you. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good to see you as well. I am fabulous. Clearly, because I can already tell what kind of show uh, we are going to have here this week. <laughs> it didn't take long before we fi- figured out, you know what the advantages and disadvantages to recording on Skype are. Even though the listeners can't see the finished product, they're only hearing us. If they could see, like, the facial expressions and the animation that goes on when we start going in our little sidebars and our rants and things of this nature, um, I I think it would make for some very compelling uh, television, as it were, for the lack of better term. So, uh, we are going to do a couple of different things here. Um, uh, later on in the program, we are going to do another Mount Rushmore type, type of conversation, type of s- segment, I guess. Uh, and today we are going to talk about the, the Mount Rushmore of breakfast uh, uh, cereals. I mean, that could be a four-hour long episode. You know, just if you go back to the way, you know, the the way we, I mean, that was a moment when you were a kid, Saturday morning, you get your breakfast cereal, you sit down in front of the TV, you watch the cartoons, and I mean, it was a moment, man, you know what I mean? So we are going to talk about that. Uh, I'm I'm not sure, Nikki, um, what your feedback was, if any, about... uh, (laughs) The last episode in which you educated me on this genre of music oh called God. Trap. I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> and I wasn't really sure what that was. You explained it to me. You told me a, a song. 
that may or may not have been on your playlist. And I I was curious, so I looked up the lyrics and couldn't believe what I was reading. <laughs> so we went ahead and read that on the air. And um, I, I, I think it may have garnered a chuckle or two. I so, would say that's accurate. <laughs> so, um, all depending on uh, what, you know, what time looks like, we may do another installment of that particular segment, too. Oh, my so, gosh. So we'll have to. So think about, you know, what would be a good song for me to read a verse or, or, okay. or two out of. So. But before we get to all that, um, let's kind of play catch up. How's things in, in Newark, Ohio this week? Things are good. Kids will be on spring break, so we'll be doing that. We had some remote learning last week, and uh, that's always interesting. While I'm working remotely and trying to do first grade math, which is very different than it was when I was in school, and because as you obviously, as you know, you have children, like the math is different. Right. I'm, I'm like old school, carry the one. Like, right, right. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we well, are going to break this down and break this down and chunk this. And I'm like, what well, you, it feels really overcomplicated to me. Right. So, and he's like, well, I have to show my work. And I'm like, <laughs> here in the headlights, I'm like, this is the answer. You figure. So, but anyway, so other than what, that, things aren't... what kind of schedule are, are your kids on right now? I mean, you just said you, and you kind of indicated that the remote thing is not a normal part of the routine. No. So our school district, um, they offered either full virtual or full on-site. Mm -hmm. And so... At that time, the decision was made that they would go to school. And they have gone Monday through Friday, just like regular school. Um, they did have the week of Thanksgiving. They closed earlier than normal for extra cleaning. And then um, last week, the reason we had remote learning days was because the teachers in our school district were having their... Um, first dose of the vaccination. So they were giving them two days off just to deal with any potential side effects. So, um, yeah, so that's, huh. that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at right now. We're so they, they seem to be doing okay with, with everything. I mean, I'm sure COVID is very much a, a topic of conversation for them. I mean, do they have a, a pretty you know good, uh, understanding as to what all this has been um you know it's been because as you know we're a blended family and um they're at their biological mom's house the the stance on coronavirus the pandemic the interpretation of what the stay-at-home orders and the governor's quarantine and that kind of stuff there was a lot of um I don't disagreement, I guess, on interpretation of that. And so we were very, um, we adhered to those, you know, statutes that were put in place at the time. 
and you know elsewhere there wasn't so we kind of got some pushback from the kids it's like well why can't I go for a play date or why can't we go to the store with you or you know like we like I did the grocery shopping once a week or I did pickup once a week um so there was some major differences between the households which made it difficult for the kids to understand because they thought you know daddy and I were cuckoo because it's like we weren't seeing anyone we were doing a lot of zoom um or facetime calls with family and so they kind of have an idea um they're wearing their masks or gaiters or whatever but it's I see them influenced a lot by their peers when they're in school. So like when I go to pick them up and I'm in the yuppie line waiting and um, the, you can tell the kids that whose parents have been like, you know, spot welding this mask to their child's face. And then you can tell the other ones that like don't care. And, you know, then I see, my middle one and she's got like her face out and like her mask is down under like looks like Santa's beard and I'm like you're not helping anything by wearing it like that so but I will say the school has done a really um good job keeping everything clean and hand sanitizer and, and keeping everything moving and social distancing and that kind of stuff so we're hoping at some point there will be some normalcy return whatever that means at this point i don't even know what that what that will be anymore <laughs> to be quite honest i don't think anybody does you know it's like the longer th this thing goes you know the the further away that remembrance of what normalcy you know looks like you know unless you go back and watch something from last year when or i guess two years ago now 2019 you know these different sporting events you know you've been seeing a lot of highlights a lot of old episodes of your favorite tv shows whatever they may be and just the way that they were filmed the with everybody being right next to you know to each other you you know these arenas and and stadiums were packed full of fans for what whatever sport that was and uh yeah there's no telling what what things will will look like when we are out of the woods whatever that is you know when right. whenever we i will say you know based on you know the numbers that, that that i've seen and and the different reports that i've read and things things of this nature it seems like slowly but surely we may be heading in in that direction to where we can actually get to the light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. But I still think it's, it's you know, we, we definitely have a ways to go before we, we get there. Um, my, now my kids were offered three options, full face-to-face, -face, full virtual, or what's called a blended schedule. So they, they go to school two days a week, face-to-face, and then the other days of the week is virtual. Okay. So they kind of, you know, I will say this. My uh, my kids have done amazingly well through this whole thing in terms of the virtual learning. And I have heard a lot of different horror stories from, from different parents of how, how much trouble they were having with their kids with 
being distracted because they were home and it wasn't that actual school environment. Um, so, I mean, I, and I, and I feel for them. And then, then in turn, I feel very fortunate that we didn't, we haven't had any issues like that whatsoever. When it comes time for school time, both my kids, for the most part, you know, 99% of the time, I mean, they are zeroed in and, and focused. You know, every once in a while, you kind of got to show them back, you know, on, in, on the right path because they're going, they're getting distracted and they want to go do this and that and the other thing. But they also realize that, you know, school comes first and then, then we'll worry about playing or whatever it is that you're wanting to, to do at, after the fact. So just, it's, it's fascinating to hear different people's perspectives based on where they are and what's available to them in terms of different school options. All right. Well, so today, let's talk about the main event, if you will. Um, we are going to dive into a topic that was actually, um, it was your idea, Nicole, and, and you pitched it, and I thought it was a great idea, and I think it's something that will resonate with a lot of, of the listeners. Um, do you want to kind of lay the groundwork for the topic of conversation, and we'll just, we'll, we'll go for, from there? Sure. Um, kind of touching on as far as social media and how it impacts emotional well-being and pretty much how it like the benefits and the drawbacks of social media especially during a pandemic so this is obviously something that can and probably will relate to just about everybody because everybody is on some sort of social media platform facebook twitter and and Instagram, I guess, would be the big ones, right? The big three. Yeah. I'm, I'm not on, on Instagram. I, I've never been on that. Um, so I'm not, I'm not real sure how all that works out. Obviously, you know, the, my, my primary focus is going to be Facebook and, and Twitter. And Twitter primarily is to promote the shows and, you know, tweet out, you know, the different events or, or what have you, just to kind of keep people engaged with the shows. Facebook, I obviously am a lot more active on that. And I mean, I guess it would be almost a shorter list as sad as it is. And that's kind of a, a telltale, you know, statement on that particular platform is, it, it almost takes a less amount of time to pinpoint what's good about it versus what's not good with it. So with social media, you know, we now have access to people literally around the world. So you have an opportunity of meeting new people from these destination places that, you, that may hold in some sort of regard to you. But, you know, more personal 
you have an opportunity to reconnect or stay engaged with with relatives, family members, friends, you know, different people that mean something to you that may not live in the same area, the same state. They've they've moved across the country. They've uh, packed up and moved down to Ohio or what whatever the the case may be. So social media gives us that avenue of of communication because you can at least. Um, you know, check in, and, and I think you said it perfectly last week. Is it does you're 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 able to check in with your relatives, with your friends, with these people, you know, people that mean something to you, and see what the kids are up to, and all the, you know. Little Bobby won the baseball game last week, and you get to see him in his uniform, and yada yada. I mean, we can go on for hours with with the different examples. Um, you know, Facebook has this marketplace gimmick where if you have a bunch of shit in, in your garage that you want to sell, but you don't want to go through all the hustle and bustle of having a garage sale or what have you, well, you, you can go to marketplace, list this stuff. And the next thing you know, it's sold. So, I mean, there's obvious benefits to it, right? And what, what are some, some examples that you could you know think of that was a benefit to you because you had access to some platform in, in social media? Um, I think, especially during like when we were really in the true depths of like the quarantining and the staying at home. And I think it was nice to see just people's faces because we weren't seeing anyone. We were just seeing our family of five. Um, and I think that was nice. It was nice to see other families and they were kind of feeling the same way we were and they were playing outside and, you know, people you know, like we went for a walk and we did this or, you know, we did a nature scavenger hunt and we talked about that. And so, you know, that was nice to see, um, other people and, and how they were kind of coping with everything. So let me ask you this, um, because I've heard both sides of, of the argument here. Uh, when you, when we, when we're in quarantine, especially at, you know, when this virus really started to become a global pandemic, like, I mean, shit was serious and it got real, real quick. And we were in stay-at-home orders and, you know, they were extended for weeks and months and, th and things like this to where we couldn't, we, we were not, um, you know, we went long distances of time without seeing our loved ones, our friends and this and that. When you did the Zoom thing or FaceTime or Skype or what have you, did you personally, and do you know of anybody else that you like? You enjoyed that time. You there was not that feeling of dread, and oh, you know, yes, I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you, but I'm also very upset and mad because I can't see you personally. I can't hug you. I can't hold your hand. I can't do anything like that. So when you got off with with your particular Zoom calls, 
did you have a that feeling of as close of a connection as you possibly could or did you wind up feeling like geez you know that was kind of a letdown in some way because you it just hammers the fact home that you can't be with them in person um you know it was um initially it w it was really effective and it was helpful but then as things kind of went on and people were sort of like quarantining together so to speak they were able to reduce their bubbles to include other parts mm -hmm. of, um and that was where i had a difficult time was because of my kids and my job. I work in an academic medical center. So um, obviously I was in the thick of it. So I was not, um, I was not able to, I was going into the hospital at least one to two days a week to work, but otherwise working remotely. Um, we were just not, and then our kids were going back and forth from our home to their um, biological mom's house. So we had this kind of open bubble, so to speak. And so that kind of excluded us from being included in other people's micro bubbles. I see. I so see. that caused a lot of um, hurt feelings for me. <laughs> I, I can and, imagine. And, and some, I don't want to say resentment because that seems like such a strong word, but um, I was really hurt because then it was like, I, I can't choose between my family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is my little tribe of people these are my kids and and jesse and it's like but i miss my mom and my dad and my siblings and their kids and um it has been incredibly difficult so have you been able to see them at all since the pandemic started like in yeah. person yes yeah. so we went into stay-at-home orders in march and I saw my family for the first time in June. So we went through March, April, May. So that was my sister's birthday, Easter, Mother's Day, Memorial Day. And we're like on this island. You know, we live 45 minutes away. They all live within very close proximity to each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so then it was right around my brother's birthday, we were able to go. And then, um, let me think here. And then in July for my sister's um, bridal shower. So my sister was getting married. She'd had, she'd obviously been planning her wedding and then everything was just kind of in a holding pattern because we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, then the determination was made June, July, and the governor said, you can have X amount of people and, you know, no, you can't have 
you have if you're on the dance floor you can't be doing this or that so it was like a footloose type, <laughs> type <laughs> rules <laughs> but um we ended up having my sister's wedding in the beginning of august and then we saw them for my brother and his wife um announced their pregnancy and they had we had their gender reveal in september and then we did not see anyone really very much we dropped off halloween stuff in october december my parents rented a movie theater so everybody um because normally our tradition is on christmas eve um we get to open one present and it's always brand new pajamas and everyone changes into their new jammies and we all watch christmas vacation well because obviously we couldn't do that with everyone in our family we um my parents rented an amc theater and um everybody wore jammies or comfy clothes and we went to the movies together and it was just our family in the whole theater and my cousin dressed up as Santa and brought the kids presents. Oh, and wow. so it ended up being, um, I don't want to say a consolation prize. Good to keep at least that tradition the same. But otherwise, I have not seen my family since then. Hmm. Yeah, I it, it's stories like this, it, you know, it, it's truly amazing to hear the different stories of how different people responded and reacted to all of this. Um, you know, we've never been met with these stay-at-home orders. We never even knew that that could be a thing, you know, and then all of a sudden we're faced with it and people are losing their damn minds and um and i yeah look and, what they look what they did with the toilet paper <laughs> oh my god like what is it that you think is going to happen this is not a gi bug this is not like <laughs> like the toilet paper which is gone toilet paper paper towels like nationwide people couldn't find toilet paper i'm like you're not going to shit your brains out you're going <laughs> to pop yourself to death but like it was so weird how that was a thing so we didn't we weren't affected by by all that because a couple of weeks before stay-at-home orders st started coming down um we had gone to costco do you guys ha have those down there yeah oh yeah we have yeah and we have a okay. membership to costco and sam's okay so we had gone to costco and when we had gotten our toilet paper, paper towels, th things of that nature, great big-ass bulk. I mean, this is before anything was ever talked about, things being shut down. So, you know, we 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 have a fair amount of, of paper products here. And then, then we started seeing, you know, all these stores running out of this stuff. And we're like, what, what the hell is happening? And why is this a thing? And thank God we went to Costco, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't, I don't know. And but back, no, go ahead. 
Well, no, that's, I'm a, I'm a couponer, but you already know that. But so I have like a pretty healthy stockpile of toilet paper, paper towels, laundry detergent, health and beauty stuff. So like we weren't impacted by that. Mm -hmm. And like I did Easter baskets for my PTO moms and I jokingly put toilet paper in their Easter baskets. Hilarious. But yeah, it's just, it's. For me, it was just like, you realize what type of people we have in society. And it's like, the reason the world is the way it is. I mean, we saw how you people handled the toilet paper situation. That's why we're so <laughs> fucked right now. Like, that's why. That's why. Like, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, I'll save that tangent for another day. <laughs> See, what we're doing is we're kind of stirring the pot because I, I I feel like there's going to be an epic rant at, at some point on this broadcast, and I am ready for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I am going to have to fill my, my, my cup of coffee before that happens. So, <laughs> um, anywho, uh, back to the topic at hand. So, I mean, back to the whole social media thing. You know, a lot of the behavior that we, you know, we kind of talked about a little bit tongue in cheek, but I mean, there was a serious mental, mental wellness started to become a real strong focal point for people because, you know, we could tell that there was a contingent of the population that number one didn't believe in any of this stuff. Number two, and because they didn't believe in it, um, they were they felt like they were being victimized. And what happens when you feel like you're being victimized? You seek some sort of redemption. And because there wasn't, you couldn't go to different places unless it was deemed absolutely necessary. And there were communities that were actually enforcing this. Um, you know, people went to social media to voice whatever feelings that they that they were having at that particular time. And a lot of it, you know, I came across several posts from people that I know quite well. And just the stuff that they were putting on there was so far off the other end of the spectrum from from what their personality was. Uh I, I I can only attribute it to the fact that they were having a real serious issue with these with these stay at home orders, and the only way they could express themselves was to go on social media and blast anybody and everybody. And you really started to see. Uh, I mean, you can go on some people's timelines, and you can see pinpoint these different periods of deterioration in terms of a strong mental health because they were going stir crazy. They were missing their friends, missing their family, missing life the way they knew it. What in whatever regards, if they were an athlete, there was no sports going on. You know, so that's got to be a completely, you know, a, a complete shock to just about every fiber of your being, mentally, emotionally, physically, because you are used to being in that environment. And when that's taken away from you, out of your control, 
you know, that's what's really going to test a person's resolve because if they can't handle that and that's all that they know and that's what makes them thrive in this and that and the other, those are the ones you really got to worry about because they can't deal with, with this change that, that, they're, that they're, you know, having or that they feel like they're being forced to, to do, you know, to, to handle. Make sense? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, but on the other hand, you know, the flip side of that argument is there's a whole world of people on probably the same platform that you're on that is dealing with very similar feelings and you find somebody to confide in, you, then you start sharing your funny videos and, um, you know, different memes and things of this nature to try to poke as much fun at this particular situation as you possibly can um you know for for me i i was off i was you know on leave from from my job for a number of weeks i looked at it as a blessing because i had been going non-stop for as long as i can remember i couldn't i couldn't book any wrestling shows which at first I was extremely upset about, but then I stopped and thought about it and I hadn't stopped wrestling on a consistent basis for over 25 years. This was the first break that I actually had. You were there at day one. So, I mean, you, you saw the, the first, you know, the first few years of the company's existence. And I mean, it was nonstop from that point up until COVID shut the world down. So I kind of, of looked at it as kind of a blessing because I wasn't going to stop until something probably bad happened in some way, you know, shape or form. So, you know, that's me trying to look at, at, at the silver lining and stuff. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, it was... I will say there were in spots, like initially, it was like, you mean I don't have to put on pants and go anywhere? Like, I was stoked. I was super excited. You know, obviously, besides having to go to work, but it was like, I don't have to be near people. I can stay home. And, you know, we got projects done around the house. Right. And we got to spend time together. We went on a lot of walks and, you know, played with the kids and had water balloon fights and, um, and that kind of stuff. But I will say just kind of to touch back on what you had said about other, like watching people's timelines, like there, I did get to a point where I was working from home. We pulled our youngest from daycare and he was home for six months so i'm working full-time with a three and a half year old and we weren't seeing anyone and he was not understanding he really had some difficulties adjusting and i did like i was seeing the memes where they're like pack your clothes you're going to grandma's house and like 
people knocking on the door and leaving their kids on the on the porch. Right. And I jokingly had posted one of those like, "Come get your grandson because <laughs> I need a break." But um, and I think there was a lot of things that kind of came into play when my emotional well-being was at that point when it was you know when there was some deterioration if you will but i think it had to do with um what others were posting on social media and i think that kind of impacted i think that really had a negative impact on my psyche i guess interesting point um yeah at what point i mean when you when you when, when you see stuff like that the negative memes and posts and things and generally more often than not these are from people that you genuinely like you respect you admire and you see them start posting things like this and then you start to realize that it's affecting your personal psyche and how you are dealing with stuff not just with you and personally but how you are now interacting with the, with jesse with the kids with anybody with within your household so i mean you can answer this prob probably better than anybody just based on what you just said but I mean, do you find that there is that correlation based on what you have read on social media, the negative impact it has made on your mood, on your psyche, and, and does that get thrust upon, for the lack of better terms, onto your family? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, I would see people posting things on social media and you know, it kind of would set me one or two ways. It was, I was seeing people that I knew, clearly for Facebook friends, um, they're at cookouts and they are with their families on Easter or, you know, out at a restaurant or in this, the restaurant was later on because obviously our restaurants were closed. Right. Um, but just seeing all these things like people they're like well you know what you can't have fourth of july without this or that and there's like a barn party and i found myself we may be preparing for a rant but i yes. found myself <laughs> i found myself pissed off for again two different reasons one was they're doing it so why can't i here i'm missing my family i'm missing my friends I, I feel like I'm trying to do what's right and be a good citizen, be a good human being, but it's lonely. This has been horrible. I, I, I just want to hug my mom. I just want to play with my niece and nephew, and I'm missing out on all these things with them. And here's these people, you know. You're not helping flatten the curve. You're making it fucking worse. Like, you're the reason the rest of us are having to stay at home is because you don't give a shit and you're just going and doing whatever you want. You're contributing to this not ending. So, yeah. And then I was like, well, maybe, maybe we are crazy. 
Maybe we're crazy that we're staying home and maybe this is all a hoax. But then I knew it wasn't because I work in a hospital. Right. I, I work with the nurses that are taking care of these critically ill patients. I'm seeing it firsthand. I don't provide patient care, but I'm, but I work directly with the people who are. Mm -hmm. So when, when you're seeing all of this stuff, you know, it was just kind of, it just made a big mess, like in your brain, just, you're like, I know it's not a hoax because again, we're seeing this uh, from a medical aspect, but then it's like, are we overreacting? But then you, that's a no-win situation. I felt in the, when, you know, the governor was making these orders. If he doesn't do enough and it runs rampant and people start dying, they'll say, why didn't you do more? Right. But then now they're trying, you know, not right now, but... They're trying to like impeach or overthrow governors because they're overreaching. They're like, see, we told you it wasn't this bad. Okay, well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Did it, did it not get as bad as it could potentially could have because they put the orders in place? I mean, they're they, again, they're in a no win situation. They're going to have some people who are grateful that this didn't get as bad as it could have. Or you're going to have people that say, you know, I lost my business because of you. This is your fault. And it wasn't even that bad. Right. It wasn't even that serious. So I, I don't know. I will be very interested to see where we are a few years down the road, you know, in retrospect, saying, you know what? Yeah, so the masks worked, didn't work. Um, we're mask wearers in my family. We are. I mean, we we have a literal basket of all different styles and different holidays and colors and match their outfits. And one of the nurses I work with, I had the kids for the first week of school. I had the kids' names embroidered on their masks so that the teacher who had, you know, didn't know them would know their name. And so, you know, that's just, if that's, if that protects my kids, if that protects me, if that protects our, our elderly neighbor from us spreading germs or anything like that, to me, wearing a piece of cloth on my face was not the government controlling me. It was just the small chance that if I was positively contributing to not getting someone else sick or getting myself sick, I have been willing to do that. It's a very minor thing to do. I could not agree with you more. We do the exact same thing. You, I, I chuckled when you said the basket of masks because we have a giant bag of them somewhere like you, all different colors and designs and and you know my daughter's got to have all the girly ones. My son wants the sports ones and uh you know carrie and i we both have our favorites she works with a girl who makes them and you know so listen i nothing that you said there i disagree with and and 
I, I, here's the part that pisses me off. Um, we have an individual that lives very close to our house. I don't want to say which one, be, be, but they'll figure it out, I'm sure. Um, now, while the rest of the neighborhood has gone through, for the, for the most part, there's a couple of them that were a little bit lenient until, <laughs> when you know it, they caught the COVID. Um, but they, they were very, and I don't say that to be funny, but, you know, the irony of the whole thing is just, it's it's ridiculous, right? Um, just Just enough of it to where they really felt like dog shit which is what i was kind of hoping for but that's neither here nor there <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyhow uh the, the the majority of the neighborhood has gone through great lengths to try to um like you say do the right thing not just for me but for our neighbors for our community you know, in case we do have it or we're, we're asymptomatic, I may feel like a million bucks, but I may have that crap. You know, I don't know unless I go get tested. Well, we have like an 85-year-old neighbor across the street that my kids absolutely adore. And so that was very tough that we could not go see her, hang out with her. But, I mean, we, we were in contact like at least every other day. We would go do the grocery shopping for her. So that she didn't have to go out in public, right? So, like you said, you know, there was one person where they didn't adhere to the rules. They did what, whatever the hell it is that, that they wanted to do. They had a giant birthday party with blow-up inflatables. And, I mean, it looked like a damn carnival over here. And with, I mean, I shit you not, Nicole, no less than 50 people. That's adults, that's senior citizens, that's children. My kids see that. The neighbor kids see that. Their neighbor kids see that. And all of a sudden, our kids start questioning us as to why are those kids allowed to go do that and we're not. Now, here's the part that really pisses me off. That individual that hosted that party and has had no regard for herself, her family, her neighbors, her or her community is a goddamn school teacher. No, sir. Oh yeah. School teacher. Wow. Now I have, you know, our other neighbor is also a school teacher and he's fantastic and he I mean you could tell he is invested in his job. This other chick, I'm not so sure about, because what kind of example are you leading? And furthermore, when you do get back into a school environment, what the fuck are you telling the, these kids about this virus? And are you allowing kids to, to drop their masks in your classroom? I have questions. Now, thankfully, my kids don't have this person as a teacher, because I guarantee you, Without question, if that was the case and they were in her, her class, they wouldn't be for very much longer. I I, I guarantee you that because oh. if, if I didn't push the issue, my wife would. And that is an individual I really do not want on my bad side when she is motivated and angry about something. Okay. 
especially when you, when you mess with with the kids that's well you know you know ma- mama bear comes out that is not a metaphor that <laughs> that is that is as real as it gets like i've seen it and it's I'll just be over here if you need me. You know, one of them situations. But, you know, going back, I know, but, um, you know, you just, the whole social media aspect and, you know, like this, this chick over here, the teacher, will post some of the most d- dumbest crap you've ever read. And it, it boggles my mind because, well, you're a teacher. How can you, how can you, as an educator, post things and support things that are scientifically or scientifically wrong, number one, you are going against everything that's being recommended by the top officials of this country. I mean, everybody has a conspiracy theory, and everybody thinks that you know these shots. They're not everybody. I'm just use. I'm just saying that because I can feel myself going on a rant. Hyperbole. <laughs> they look. Look, I got. I got into it with a guy at work because he thinks that these vaccines. Instead of a vaccine, this is the latest step of a conspiracy to microchip everybody, and 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 that instead of a vaccine, we're we're getting microchips implanted in us so that the government can keep track of us. I'm just gonna let that sit there for a second while while you ponder that. Yeah, well, I hate to break it to you, but if you have a cell phone, they already know where you're at. Exactly. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Tell her what she's won, Johnny. <laughs> I. How but, ignorant. Right, but th- this is just this is just an example of the stupid shit that gets posted and reposted and shared and commented on, and oh my god! And the next thing you know. I find myself having a different feeling about the individual that is posting this when at one time I thought, and based on my experience with them, were at one time a somewhat intelligent, decent human being. Yeah. But when but when I see stuff like this and, you know, that's just really, if we want to be honest here, the tip of the iceberg, because, I mean, we... You and I could could do a shared screen thing, go on e- either one of our social media platforms, and just spend hours pinpointing the stupid crap that's on there and that's being shared. That people, you know, they read the headlines, you know, and they think that they know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times, like the whole Dr. Seuss thing that 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 you talked about. <laughs> I'm not trying to listen. I'm not trying to to stir up the hornet's nest. I'm just saying. I have a friend who is feels compelled to post every single meme about Dr. Seuss and that WAP song by Cardi B. She's like, "Oh well, I'll just make sure I just read the lyrics to WAP to my grandchildren <laughs> when I can't read Dr. Seuss." Is that going to be the song that I look up later on in the program? No, but it is by the same artist. Okay. All right. Well, 
I mean, we've spent almost an hour talking about this particular topic. Um, did we touch on everything that, that you wanted to touch on? Was there another avenue that you wanted to come at it from with this particular topic? Um, because I, I go so. off on... It, it feels like we kind of touched on everything as far as social media. Um, again, same thing is how through between the pandemic and politics, I, as I've said previously, I unfollowed so many people right? because I'm like, I would like to continue liking you. So I need to ignore your tinfoil hat shit <laughs> because <laughs> I can't take it. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you are college educated. Like, <laughs> you have advanced degrees. And you really think this. Or I have another friend who's, like, got sucked into the QAnon rabbit hole. Oh, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> but it's just, but now it is like, I don't. Now I just want to stay home because I'm like, you <laughs> fucking people are crazy. I know. I'm like, now I'm, I'm quarantining from stupidity. <laughs> it's like, it, it is ridiculous. But that, I mean, I think that is why this has taken our country so long. Yeah. Where other countries have shut it down. And they've had little flare-ups here and there, and they shut it down for a few weeks, and they, they get everything. Nope, not us. America! You ain't gonna <laughs> tell us what to do. I ain't taking your shot, Mr. Science Man. God. Goodness gracious. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, like I said, it makes me hate people. And I usually sometimes like people. But this has been... It's been ridiculous. And again, like I, even sometimes responding to someone's post is not sufficient. I want to get on a call so I can look at their face and be like, do you really believe that? Are you serious? Like it's, a, it, it's absurd. They're the reason that there's labels on things. <laughs> like mattresses and hair dryers to not use it in the tub. Those are the people. You wonder, like, like a curling iron for external use only. Those are the people that those tags are for. <sighs> but I digress. <laughs> All right. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to uh, tackle a couple of other um, segments here that hopefully won't get Nicole all fired up. Although that was fun, and I had a chuckle. <laughs> uh, we're going to um, close it out with on a little bit lighter com conversation. Uh, so stick around. More of the Klaus to the Heart podcast is right after this break. Are you looking for a personal, one-of-a-kind gift? We'd like to tell you about our friend Sean Kru 
Google who is offering a very unique and special service. So if you're looking for a special gift for virtually any time of the year, look into 3D art. Sean offers fully customizable 3D lamps, night lights, and more, and they're perfect for birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, and memorials, and much, much more. Just look for them over on Facebook. Look for Google Photography and 3D Memories for a truly unique present and gift. Hey, we're going to take a break here from this week's episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, and I want to ask you a question. Are you looking for a photographer, somebody to capture one of your life's greatest moments? Anything from weddings to senior pictures to family portraits. I want to tell you about my friend Dana Waiter who has started her own photography business. And if you go to her website right now, callistophotos.com, you can see a sample of the amazing work that Dana does. She is professional and she is awesome and I highly endorse her. So if you are looking to capture these moments on camera and have these memories preserved for a lifetime, check out callistophotos.com. And welcome back to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus. I'm with Nikki Falsoni, and um, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your week to give the show a listen. So, Nicole, let's kind of uh, let's kind of switch gears and do something a little bit lighter here for this segment. Um, on the last episode, we did something of a Mount Rushmore, yeah, and it was a very impromptu thing. Uh, I think we did it on Eddie Murphy movies, which, you know, if we were going to make a Mount Rushmore of Eddie Murphy movies, these are the four that we would pick. I got to thinking, and I was like, you know, that was kind of a fun little conversation, little banter back and forth. We kind of got some, for the most part, unknown history, a little bit of tidbits of fact from you. Um, and we started talking about Shrek. You brought the movie Shrek up and how Chris Farley was the original voice for the title character, which I had no idea. And, you know, we talked about it and you kind of went into, you know, like like the Cliff Notes version. You know, obviously we all know what, what happened to Chris Farley and, you know, the, the circumstances around his untimely passing. Mike Myers comes into the role, and the rest, as they say, is history. And I couldn't think. I, 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 even, I tried to imagine what Shrek, with Chris Farley's voice, what would have sounded like. And I just, I just can't picture it. But um, aside from all that, I, I thought that, well, that was kind of a fun segment. And, you know, when, when Nikki is, is on here... We will make this a regular thing because, I mean, we can look at just about anything in the world around us and make a Mount Rushmore out, out of it. What's our top four favorite things in this category, this genre, this activity, yada, yada, yada. Today, we are going to talk about, you know, our Mount Rushmore is a breakfast cereal. And, you know, especially, you know, we're 80s kids. And and I and I realize that breakfast cereal goes back a long, long time. But I think 
that in the 80s, really, is when we were introduced to just a vast variety of sugar in a bowl that was terrible for us, but that we absolutely loved, right? Because any blockbuster that came out, it was inevitable that, number one, there was there was going to be a toy line. Number two, there was going to be clothes, a, a clothing line with hats and t-shirts, shorts, that, that type of gimmick. And there was going to be a breakfast cereal of it, right? So... Over the course of our lifetimes, which for for Nicole goes way back, let's. <laughs> I mean, not as far back as you, but yeah. I yes. just wanted to make sure you were paying yes. attention. I'm I'm not quite as long in the tooth as you, but that's that's beside the point. Just making sure you were paying attention. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, so. The breakfast cereals, obviously, you know, the the more established ones, your Corn Flakes, your Raisin Bran, Rice Krispies, um, you know, while they have a special place in the Hall of Fame, if there was a breakfast cereal, those will obviously be pillars. Um, but I got to believe, and I would be surprised if, one of those entries would be on your Mount Rushmore of breakfast cereals. So, why don't I'll let the lady go first. What would be the first um, installment into your Mount Rushmore of breakfast cereals? Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Too predictable. No. I, Okay. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It, can I just tell you that I'm not a fan? I'm shocked. And I, and, I, and I don't know why. Even when I was a kid, I didn't really care for it. Really? Jeff loved it. Yeah, my, my mom bought it for, for Jeff. He ate the shit out of it. I, I, it wasn't for me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I like cinnamon. And I like real toast, so why wouldn't I like that, right? But right. I apparently, I yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm. Oh not, my I'm, gosh! I wouldn't say that that's pre predictable for, for you, but I know a lot of a lot of people that like the cinnamon toast crunch, and that's just yeah. It's not it's not my jam, as they say. Um. See, I have several because I. In the time between when I was divorced and then, you know, now Jesse and I, um, when I was single, I used to eat cereal for dinner because it was like mm -hmm. for the first time, like I didn't have to cook for anyone. It was just me. So right. I, I have kind of an extensive list of cereal. <laughs> but you it's well, well, you realize what? there's only there's only four heads on, 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 I know. on Mount Rushmore. I know, and now I'm I'm very, I don't know. I, I keep kind of going back and forth between um, Fruity Pebbles and uh, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Fruity Pebbles is number one on my list. Yeah. Captain Crunch sucks ass. It scratches the shit out of the roof of your mouth. <laughs> 
and it leaves like this weird like film on like your a, teeth. Yeah, like I know you can't see that, but I'm making the face. <laughs> it yeah, this weird. But I like well, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. I like, but I like Captain Crunch because I actually um make like like the taste of blood. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Um, no, the I make a Captain Crunch crusted chicken tenders, and then interesting. Dip, and then you dip them in honey mustard, but that's for another segment. <laughs> um, frosted mini wheats is another favorite. It's a good one. Um, so cinnamon toast crunch, fruity pebbles, frosted mini wheats. Um, and then another one I was kind of going back and forth was between Cinnamon Life and Cracklin' Oat Bran. Cracklin' Oat Bran looks like legit cat food, but I love it in raspberry yogurt. It's such a random combo, but I love it. It's I love Cracklin' Oat Bran. I you? eat it all the time as a kid. Absolutely. It's not on my Mount Rushmore, but I, when you said it, it, it looks like cat food, I could totally picture it. The oh, yeah. little squares with the hole in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's very weird. Um, but, of course, then I have my holiday kicker, which would be sugar cookie toast crunch or Frankenberry. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah. Like and, and you'll probably name some. I'll be like, okay, never mind. Who's leaving? Who's leaving the hill? Who's leaving the Who's leaving the mountain? <laughs> well, fruity pebbles could stay on there because, yeah. like I said, that's if that's that was the shit back in the day. Loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, I have one that I, I'm I'm going to tell you. And you're going to be like, really? Rice checks. Rice checks are good. They make yeah. great checks mix. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> See, ever since I found out that I am just over the line of being a diabetic, I can't have all the really super sh sugary cereals. Now, we still get it for the kids because it's not fair for them to, and we going, they have it in moderation, but you know, with every box of Cheerios, we'll get them like frosted flakes, you know, so it kind of switches it up a little bit, but you know, I'm thinking as far as my Mount Rushmore, my, my all time faves. So, um, yeah, actually, I'm going to change rice checks to honey nut checks because I actually like that variety better. And it is fantastic. Um, Booberry. Ooh, yes. Booberry and Frankenberry. Like all of them. Yeah. Not Procula, like all of them. Okay. Sidebar. What? Because we're, we're on the monster cereals. Yes. Do you remember the, the mummy yummy, one? Yummy mummy. The fruit flavored did you, one. Yeah. Did, did you like that one? It's been so long ago, I don't recall. See, I don't. I didn't. I I love chocula. I love blueberry. I love Frankenberry. Not the yummy mummy. Not no. I don't know. Just tasted weird to me. How many is that now? Oh yeah. So this this is my fourth one. Um, Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. 
<laughs> I, you know what? I ate those at work yesterday. I went down to the cafeteria. I was at the hospital yesterday and I had a bowl of Lucky Charms. Sometimes you just got to go old school. Now. Yes. Um, another sidebar is yeah. I, I listen to a lot of Conrad Thompson's podcasts. He has a variety of shows. They all deal with professional wrestling then and now. Um, he was a big inf- you know, influence um, in, in terms of me starting my own podcast. I was v- I'm very much a fan of his. And um, on his shows, he started advertising this thing called Magic Spoon. Have you heard of this? It, it, yes. It's a breakfast cereal. Yes. That's, you know, gluten-free, sugar-free, this, that, and the other thing. Listen, and I was like, all right. You have me hooked because Conrad is a bigger guy. Like you could tell the man likes to eat and he, he does this pitch on his show for this cereal and you can love all the cereal that you had that you had as a kid. And I'm like, well, you have my attention. So I went and I actually ordered, it was the first thing I ever ordered that he advertised on his show. And and the boxes are small and they wind and they wind up being like like ten bucks a piece, mm-hmm. but it's totally worth it. It's it's not something that I would get on a regular basis because it is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you have a hankering for Fruit Loops, they have one that tastes exactly like Fruit Loops. The fruity but one. Yeah, there's fruity, there's frosted, there's um, peanut butter and cocoa. Cocoa, peanut butter, yeah. I did not, I don't, I'm not a real big fan of, pe- of peanut butter c- cereal. So I swapped that out for the, the, the cinnamon, which ironically would taste like your cinnamon toast crunch. And it's fantastic. But I don't like cinnamon toast crunch. It's really fucking weird, I know. That's super but weird. If, if anybody listening to this is, is, you know, if you are in a position to where you really have to watch what kind of food you're putting in your body because of diabetes or heart disease or anything like this, and you're looking for a healthier alternative that still gives you that kind of flavor of the breakfast cereals that you enjoyed as a kid, I, you know, they're not paying me for this endorsement, but Magic Spoon, you should really check them out. It's Magic Spoon dot com i believe and it's fantastic i i mean two two thumbs up absolutely so just throwing that out there yeah the um i actually we from 2017 to yeah 2017 to uh to 2020 um i followed a low-carb ketogenic diet so that kind of stuff was um like just coming out mm-hmm. and stuff. I have not actually bought it, but I have seen tons of advertisements. So as soon as you said Magic Spoon, I was like, I know exactly what he's talking about. So, but yeah, I have heard it is spendy, but when you kind of commit yourself to a higher protein, low carb diet, um, your regular cereals are not going to fall into that. So, that actually is a nice um, option to have. Yeah. 
you know, and, you know, a lot of times people hear, di you know, different advertisements on podcasts or, you know, on YouTube or something like that. And they're like, oh, I don't know if I should really order from a company I've never really ne necessarily, you know, heard from before or heard about before. And I was very, very, you know, skeptical. But the more he really pitched it and, you know, his shows have a... Um, kind of a reputation like they try what there's what they're advertising like whoever is buying that airtime they're sending conrad and his and his co-host or whoever you know like these these samples of whatever it is that they're selling so i took that into into consideration i was like this was this was a good buy and i'm not mad that i spent 40 bucks for the the variety pack on this so, you know, so if anybody has any kind of qualms or whatever about ordering from Magic Spoon or anything like that, you know, just do some research. I mean, you're going to be, be able to tell once you go to their website more often than not if it's, uh, you know, something, you know, that's legit and you're not just sending your money over just for the sake of sending it over and you get nothing in, in return. It's nothing like that. This is... uh it's a legit company, and and I'm, I will always speak very highly of them. I think they could be a little a little bit faster with the delivery, but yeah, you know, it's good cereal, so we'll put that <laughs> in the plus column. All right. So you have, we have established our Mount Rushmores of breakfast cereal. So Along yours those, was, you said fruity pebbles. Yeah. Honey Nut Rice Checks, and then Booberry. Booberry, and, and what Lucky was Charm. And Lucky Charms. Lucky. Okay. Yeah. But then, you know, as I say, about that's two cereals that have marshmallows in them, and I don't know if I want to to dedicate two spots to marshmallow cereals. See, it's a conundrum. It's there's just so many. So many options Delicious out there. Options, yes. Well, that's what uh, I was thinking. I was like, when you brought this up, and I was like, okay, cereals. I was like, oh, I love that cereal, and and that is really good. And like Fruit Loops, super good. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah, it, it's corn funny. flakes. I mean, you know the the frosted flakes. You know, yeah. Now, see those. There are certain kinds of cereals, and you may you may have a different opinion on on this. And I can't believe that we're spending twenty minutes talking about breakfast cereal. I didn't <laughs> think it would go this long. But I mean, this is real <laughs> talk, right? This is real life. People say, <laughs> right? But this is real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, your cereals like your corn flakes, your your frosted flakes, your raisin bran. Rice Krispies, they don't necessarily have to be the name brand to be able to to get that quote unquote fix that taste because it generally tastes the same. It's just not in a fancy box with a goofy cartoon character. It's in the bags at the end of the aisle, right? Because I don't know how many times I have bought bagged his cereal for half of the price of. The Kellogg's or the Posts or you know with the fancy boxes, and I will, shit you not, I will take 
the generic brand and fill the box back up. So my kids have no idea that they are actually eating the discounted price. <laughs> the Malto meal. <laughs> the, the, the fruit rings. <laughs> I love all the generics. It's like, oh, you tried really hard. <laughs> Crisp rice. <laughs> yes. Have you ever looked up the, uh, speaking of um, cornflakes, have you ever looked up the history? Now, I have not personally, but somebody, bless their hearts, tried explaining to me something about the, the history of the cornflakes. And I understand there is a story behind it. Um, however, I got to be perfectly honest with you. And if you know the story and you want to tell me the story, I will sit here with a smile on my face and let you tell me the story. But I have to preface it by saying when the other individual tried to tell me the history of cornflakes, I shut that shit down within like 90 seconds. I had no interest. But you have a different way of telling stories. So by all means, I am all ears. It was anyway so, so. <laughs> it, 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 i mean it it was intended to be a healthy deliberately bland cereal it was aimed at suppressing and curbing sexual impulses is this what you were told no about cornflakes yeah uh no yeah Cornflakes, yeah, so Kellogg uh, believed that um, sex and masturbation were unhealthy and abnormal, and uh, pretty much cornflakes were invented to stop people from doing it. <laughs> the more Is you this know. a rib? Is this a rib? Is this no, a rib? No, I swear, I swear, I swear. Get on Google. We can talk about it next. <laughs> we can talk about it on next podcast i promise you why were cornflakes invented like the history hang, of cornflakes hang on a second here <laughs> hang on i'm also going going to need your musical se selection for uh this week it, it you know educate me in the fine art of trap <laughs> Well, it's not necessarily trap. I just listen to a lot of really trashy, uh, just, yeah. I, uh, I am actually, <laughs> I am currently looking up the history of cornflakes to, and I'm not saying that, uh, what you told me was not right. Nicole, I don't want you to think that. I was just. Oh like, no! I, I, I got to see this for myself. See your face when you actually read it yourself. Uh. Oh, fun fact. Do you know what the name of the rooster is on the front of the box? I don't know that I do. You're gonna love this. A, a corny. <laughs> corny. That's funny. A Cornelius. A corny. Ooh. Rooster, like yeah. The more you know. Yes. Could probably make that into a T-shirt. Oh, speaking of, huh? 
I've got, uh, I'm not prepared to do it this week, but I've got some pretty big news that I am going to announce here on the podcast first before anywhere else, before Facebook, before Twitter. I got some pretty exciting news coming up with uh, one of my endeavors. Just a little preview. Well, that's exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. Like I, I want to tell you, and I meant to tell you before we went, before we came on the air, and I forgot. Okay, this particular site doesn't tell me jack shit. Does, so. does that mean I'm gonna have to listen to you next week <laughs> to find out? <laughs> oh wow! Was Warflake trying to stop? Stop what they say. Uh, oh, yeah, right here. No. <laughs> you thought I was joking. Healthy, ready to eat, anti master ba- battery morning cereal. He wanted to stop consumers from masturbating. This is from July 21st of 2020. Yeah. My goodness. My goodness. Isn't that something? <laughs> well, you were just full of l- little fun nuggets. This, You know, last week I'm it was Chris Farley with Shrek. Now we have found out that they made cornflakes so people would stop doing, you know... <laughs> I don't think that I don't think the uh, listeners can see that. <laughs> wow! Great, thanks for that. What 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 are we doing right now? That's going to be a new shirt. What are we doing right now? All right. While while I'm on the Google machine, get give me your song, so I can look up the lyrics. It is Bodak Yellow. Who? It's by Cardi B. That's why I'm holding it up on a sheet of paper because I knew you would be. Well, you got to hold it back a little bit. You're blurry. Cardi B. Okay. It's B-O-D-A-K and then yellow. Two separate words. Okay. It's from 2017. All right. Yeah. Pulled it right up this time. Pulled it right up. Let's see what we got here. That's a long verse. Wow, I can't say mm-hmm. that word. I can't say that word either. Because <laughs> you don't know it, or because no, I'm I'm very I I know the word. There, I just I don't say that word. I don't say that word. Is it the p word? It is not. No, there's uh the n word. Oh no, nobody says that. Nobody should say that. And, uh, no, I don't oh. sing. I don't sing that when I when I'm uh, in the yuppie line taking my kids up from school, <laughs> bumping bumping in my F one fifty. Yeah, that's I don't say that word. All right, if oh, <laughs> <laughs> and this I love that song. I absolutely, and it's funny because. 
some of the nurses on one of the floors, they call me Cardi B. Like one girl's phone, I'm saved as Cardi B in her phone. Because at one time I knew those entire lyrics start to finish. It was a very different time. Said little bitch, you can't fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Do you know what they're referring to? Hit the store, I can I can get them both. I don't want to choose. Oh, okay. This is a terrible song. I, <laughs> you have a nickname based on the individual that wrote this, that recorded this song, huh? Yeah. I have a lot of nicknames, though, but. Now she says she doing what to who. Let's find out and see, Cardi B. <laughs> you know where I'm at. You know where I be. You in the club just to party. I'm there. I get paid a fee. I be in and out them banks so much. I know they're tired of me. Honestly, don't give a fuck. About who ain't fond of me. Dropped two mixtapes in six months. What bitch working as hard as me? I don't bother with these hoes. Don't let these hoes bother me. <laughs> this is something. I told you. Hey, they you want, you wanted my trash music. Trash yeah, I think uh, that wasn't nearly as funny as, as as last week's for some reason. I don't know. This this song seems angry. Is this an is this an angry song? Yes. Yeah. Clearly, that is. Um, Let's go to let's find something from from the Beatles. I feel like I need to a, a palate cleanse. <laughs> Thank you. That was exactly the word I was looking for. Yes, palate cleanse. I love oh, it. That's wonderful. Well, <laughs> one of these days I'm going to find a song for you to read. Bring it on. Oh, a challenge. Yeah, I mean. You got one now? I'll be happy to read it to you. I got, I got to think of a good one. I got to think of a good one. We'll we'll come back to it next week. Okay. Okay. Um. So, anything else going on this week that you want to touch on that you uh you want to uh, talk about? You any, any shout outs you want to do? Anything you want to rant about? I don't, I always am good for a rant. I don't know if I have one like locked and loaded at the moment, but um, well, you, seem, you seem fairly calm. I know it's weird, isn't it? Um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What about you? Anything? You got anything? Well, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm working on a few different things, but again, I can't really divulge it, d divulge it until, um, Another week or two. Hopefully, I can give you. Uh, wow. Uh, anyway, maybe. Hopefully, next week we can delve into that a little bit deeper. Assuming that things go the way I uh, hope that they do. So, but I can throw out my shameless plugs, and that is, um, we missed the the last scheduled time I was supposed to drop a new episode for. The YouTube channel. So surprise, this one is going on YouTube. I'm, I'm kidding. 
There is so much side eye. I think I, I think I'll have a broken blood vessel in this. You eye. probably will. That wasn't, I mean, with the quickness too. Aside from the delay that we have, you know, the one point two second delay. So that was that was fun. Anyhow, um, any in, in all seriousness, we are working on a new uh, show for the for the YouTube show. Nicole will not be on that one. She is not a fan of of my YouTube stuff, which is fine. Um, so keep. Wait a minute. I mean, what do you mean, not a fan I, of your YouTube stuff? Again, I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. Of course, I'm paying attention. <laughs> I told you I'm not a fan of your Dexter backdrop. I like your content. Okay, so. <laughs> not dexterish it's okay a, it's a yeah you know funny a fun story and i never told you this you know where those curtains come from those go to the entrance for the mwo shows okay yeah so it's not a god it's not a tarp okay yeah i just wanted to clarify that it, it must just be the way your ring light is like bouncing on it oh it could very well be yep lights do that they illuminate you know i don't mm -hmm. know <laughs> especially when you've got like a, a here uh, here it comes here it comes no. bouncing off my bald head is that what you're gonna say you went I up mean, with your head uh, yeah i mean you might want to put a filter on that oh well take down the shine <laughs> on that note you can send us a feedback and how much of a fan of, of Nicole you are if you want to just send us <laughs> an email at theclausetheheart at gmail.com. Uh, you can find out all of our information on our official website at clausetheheart.net. Um, I do have a... Uh, <laughs> I was going to wait till. Uh, later on as we as we progressed here but i'll go ahead and share a quick story here before we 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 end this week so a buddy of mine l listens to the show every week and he <laughs> i didn't tell him that you were coming on to the show week one two or three and <laughs> it's we uh he got past um, week two, and he comes up to me. He actually listens to the show at work. He's on another line from where I'm at, and he's like, all right, I got to ask, who's the chick? And I says, well, I kind of explained that, and, you know, he's like, no, come on. Who's the chick? And I said, Nikki Falsoni? I introduce her every week. You know, I, it's not like some r random woman just starts talking. I tell you who she is. He's like, look, there's there's too much of something happening here. And I'm led to believe that there's something, you know, you you, you two are not just co-host and host or however it was that he worded. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. She started stalking me a couple of years ago, and, and, I, and, I, and I, went, 
I went on this big old yarn, man, and I just kept spinning it and spinning it and spinning it to something to the point to where it was just so obnoxious that it, it just could not be true unless I was like a James Bond or some shit. You know what I mean? It just so I finally told him, I was like, look, here's the deal. You know, we used to date back in high school and you know, obviously that was quite a while ago, especially for her. And <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. And I said, you know, this, what you've been hearing is really the first time in 20 years that she and I have actually had a conversation with one another that we can actually see each other with the whole Skype thing. And he's like, well, let me tell you. He's like, there's obviously chemistry between the two of you. The shows are so much better with her on it because there is a banter between you two. And I don't feel like you're yelling at me for an hour and a half a week. And I was like, well, you know, I don't yell every week, you know. But anyway, we we got our first, or actually you got your first um, unofficial piece of fan mail. Well, you know, thank you what, so much. That uh, <laughs> uh, that that was from uh, from my from a buddy of mine at work there. So I thought that that was pretty fun. His name is Andy. So um, Andy, we certainly appreciate you listening to the show each and every week. We know you're a fan. I know you're a fan, and I certainly appreciate your support and. All of this, all of the support that we've had now, this is like 65 episodes that we've done of the podcast so far. I didn't think I would get past 12, and here we are. We're over a year into this thing, and I, you know, I said in the very beginning we were going to make some changes along the way, try to find the winning formula, and I got to believe that I may be on the right path here. I found a cool co-host and has a very unique perspective on things and you know it's kind of cool to revisit the friendship or reconnect on on that level and you know we've always kind of kept tabs on one another through social media like we we discussed er earlier in in the program here but um i don't know just i just thought that would that would make your day that you you resonated with with a list with with a listener oh well thank you so much i greatly appreciate that you'll have to give andy a big hug for me next time you see him well we're not going to go that far but we will say <laughs> thank you and uh, we certainly appreciate him and everybody else listening so for everybody else, uh, stay tuned for the website for all of the latest information about all of our new content. We will be back here next Tuesday at midnight with a brand new episode uh, here on, on Anchor and a half an hour later over on Spotify. So for Nikki Falsoni, I'm Jason Klaus. We certainly appreciate your time. We'll see you next week. Be awesome to yourselves and to each other, and we will see you Next Tuesday, right here on the Klaus the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm.